Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roll on over, hit the snooze button. Jason Alexis in the morning. We got you back this morning. Hey. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Don McClain and Ryan Perpich. It's our holiday radio roulette. You don't know who you're going to hear on the radio at any particular show until the new year. But the good news is whomever you hear, it'll be fun and frivolity mm. for all involved. Absolutely. So if you're not getting frivolous at some point, let us know <laughs> and we'll do it for you. Yes. Um, can we uh, just do a little quick check-in on Mark Wahlberg's abs, please, Absolutely. you guys? Yes. So Mark Wahlberg, uh, owner of some stunning abtaculars, um, uh, at the age of 47, by the way, I mean, this man, I don't know what he's on. But he looks, his skin looks amazing. His hair is amazing. I just, I, I frankly, you know, aspire to this, uh, to this, you know, even though this I'm lifestyle? still four years away. Yeah. Yeah. But to that said, there have been a lot of photos online of his abs because he's on vacation. And one article says it's because of the crazy schedule he keeps. Well, Dawn. Yes. Where are Mark Wahlberg's abs as we speak? Right now they're showering. Oh. Okay. He woke up at 2.30, by the way. Then he prayed, then he had breakfast, then he worked out from 3.40 a.m. to 5.15 a.m. That's so how you get abs. 3.40 to 5.15, so 3.40, 4.40, 5.15, so that's like an hour and a half? Yeah. Okay, that's a severe oh, workout. Yeah. Severe, okay. Then he had a post-workout meal, then what now he's he showering. Um, Wahlburgers. No, not, not I think he's abs. having some egg whites and... Um, Protein yes, shake. Like a protein shake, maybe and some his, greens. His wife probably puts some like acai in it or something, oh, you know, yeah. or the cell. Maybe does the celery juice. Maybe. You know, that's a big thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, tell me. Oh, Hoda um, and Kathy Lee. It was mostly really? Kathy Lee because some instant uh, Insta blog influencer person. Yeah. Instafluencer um, was like celery juice is totally the way to be healthy and detox your liver which you can't actually do with juice. But right. regardless, um, now everybody's on this kick. In fact, when we went home for Christmas to Jamie's family, his cousin was like, um, this other cousin made me buy like five things of celery uh, before she arrived so that she would have plenty of celery to juice in the morning. Wow. And they just do like a cup of celery juice. It's I, I don't know. I think it just makes you pee a lot. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm all into potassium right yeah. now. So I meant to. Yeah, you were things. talking about that. Anyway, yeah. let, okay. we'll get back to your um, yeah. your uh, health regime in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we'll also check in on Mark Wahlberg's abs as we go through the morning. Right now, they're being soaked or loofed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. How, how long does he shower for? Oh, oh, it says a long time. It says until 730. Which seems <laughs> okay. excessive. Maybe that's the whole process. Uh, I think that because shaves. it says six. What's he doing in the shower? Well, okay. So it's at 730, he Mark. golfs. So maybe the golf course. 
course is far away and he has to drive. So between six and and then he's on the golf course at seven thirty. He golfs for a half hour. What do you yeah. get done in a half hour? And I wouldn't don't know. you shower after the golf course? Well, he he's going to shower again probably. Okay. Oh, yes, a snack at the club. <laughs> well, maybe they have snacks in the in the clubhouse and he does a little you know shower. Okay, all right. Oh gosh, you go Rob or Rob. <laughs> uh, speaking of Robs, though. Yeah. Can we talk about um, Rob Kardashian? Because he's got he's got some friends we need to discuss. Yes, he does have friends. Uh, we thought he didn't because he's a hermit. But uh, Kim Kardashian actually was on Busy Phillips' show Boy. talking, right? We'll get to her. Yeah, uh, talking about her brother, Rob. I think we have a clip. Brother has, uh, I don't know if he still does, but he had for a really long time two imaginary friends. Really? Do you remember their yeah, names? Of course, Pablo and Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys did you ever have an imaginary friend no but my brother literally has talked about these guys like up until last year <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Rob. my There's i had an imaginary I friend remember his name you did uh-huh what was his or her name dairy shackson oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was I, i've never known anyone with an imaginary friend me and rob Hey guys, we well, did. It. Wait a minute. Well, yeah, you just said that your was the did. most bizarre interview. <laughs> I also, feel like my IQ just went down like sixteen. Yeah, points. like, can we just listen to that again? Sorry, mm. I, I want you to pay special attention to what Billy, Fi- Billy, Busy Phillips does. She she pulls a move here. Uh, Kim starts interviewing her. Yes, at this point, let's have a listen. Again. Yeah, brother has. Uh, I don't know if he still does, but he had for a really long time two imaginary friends. Really? Do you remember their names? Of course, Pablo and Ronald. (laughs) Funny story. Mm -hmm. Did you guys? Did you ever have an imaginary friend? No, but my brother literally has talked about these guys. Kim's good. Like up until last year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Rob! My I had an imaginary friend. Oh really? You did? Uh huh. What was his or her name? Derry Shackson. Ooh. Yeah. What was I, I've never known anyone with an imaginary friend. Okay, okay. So, so. There, that was awkward for so many reasons. Like this, the thing that is interesting to me about this story has nothing to do with Rob having imaginary right. friends and Even everything though that's to do. What I thought was interesting. Everything is that what? No, you, oh, it's you're not. Saying though. the same thing when yeah. you heard it because Busy Phillips is a horrible interviewer. She's like, um, I had a story once too. No, it, Kim listen, is bringing you a story. And it's like, wow, that's interesting. Tell me, did he play with them as a kid? What's the difference between Ron, Ron and Pablo? Yeah, does one serve one like? need? Do, when does he bring them up? Has he talked to a psychiatrist about this? Yeah. As an adult Do they man? wear clothes? Are they is, going to parties together? Do they make him stay home? Like, where do they go when he's making out with a lady? You know, yeah. like these are the questions you ask. And then she doesn't even do that. She starts asking Kim if. Do you have an imaginary friend? Do you have an imaginary friend? I have one. I have an imaginary and let me friend. Try to get the laugh here. His and, name is Dak Shepard or whatever she said. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, now that we've completely destroyed Busy Phillips, I don't really get the fascination with her or why she has either. a show. I absolutely. Where does her show air, by the way? I, I don't know. Internet? I just look at clips. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is not the first time we've talked about this show. Mm-hmm. I know um, Colleen and I have talked about this show before. And say it's really not the best interview. And there are so many people who I think can do a great job interviewing. Yes. Like you don't, we don't need to go looking for people. No. That don't have actual talent. Right. You, and I, I'm just all of a sudden, I'm like, where did this girl come from? She was on Freaks and Geeks, Dawson's Creek, ER. Um, but she wasn't really a name. 
I never heard about her until like the last couple of years. Yeah. And now it's like, ooh. but it, but all of that to me, if she was good, I'd be like, okay, great. Busy Phillips, you're good at what you do. I mean, right. there are people all the time that I, I love watching, you know, celebrity interviews. I just found another guy. Have you ever heard of Alan Carr? Yes. A, a British, yeah. he's yeah. a British comedian, but Absolutely. he had a talk show for a mm-hmm. number of years until recently. Great interviewer. He's great. Yeah. Um, somebody who can sit down and just like get chummy with celebrities, but not like turn it into, you know, like a, an opportunity for her to sort of do it, her do own thing. Do you feel thing. like they're looking for a Chelsea Handler, yeah. another Chelsea Handler out there that's very off the cuff, very Brusque. conversational, but Chelsea Handler's actually funny yeah. and has some skills and was a comedian. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. <laughs> Poor busy Phillips. Oh, well. Who knew we were going to have all these opinions about her? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. That was the best ever. (laughs) Anytime there's an awkward. And the other thing is she offers up a story. Uh Uh-huh. And then when Kim asks or when Kim engages it, she just laughs. Yeah. So, like, you weren't even ready to tell your story, honey. Oh, boy. Goodness sakes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll judge other people throughout the show later sure. today. Basically, the best thing that we've done today is look at abs and, and talk smack about people. Mm-hmm. What else do you want on a morning show? Yeah. Uh, you are listening to Jason and Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 1071. Bradley, Dwayne, Ryan. We'll be back in just a moment. And I think we're going to talk about. Lady Gaga's residency, which Dawn is all hot and bothered for. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hey, um, after the show, let's all just head to Vegas and uh, gamble, see strippers, and maybe catch a residency concert or two. Yes. Dawn's got one that we should all go see. I don't know if we can actually do it yet. Yeah, we can. Oh, good. Okay. Welcome back to Jason Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Bradley Trainer, Dawn McLean. Uh, Ryan Perpich, and uh, we're otherwise known as Chip Adams, Beverly Boobs, <laughs> and Ryan Flarge. Yes. I love how you couldn't change your first name. Yeah, I don't know how I got, got the short so end of that up, stick. And then it just sort of turned into Flarge. Mm, yeah, uh, we kind of worked that, that out. That, by the way, is just the name for a guy like on some sort of like FX series. I, you know, Ryan Flarge. Yeah, yeah like true. he he knows some things. He's down, and, well, he knows some things, but he's down on his luck. He's yes. just kind of a schlemiel. But you know, they gotta go Schlemazel. recruit him to uh, you know figure things out here. Yes, we'll get to that show later. <laughs> but first, Dawn. Yeah. Who do you want to see in Vegas? Starting today, you can see Lady Gaga. She's launching a groundbreaking two-part residency tonight Mm. okay now it's a two-part thing so you can go see the lady gaga enigma show and accompanying lady gaga jazz and piano concert so that's a stripped down version of her songs and music from the great american songbook so there are two different shows you can see oh my god i kind of love that and it really changes you know you can choose if you're somebody who's really into a bigger concert experience yeah that's what you would do with the Enigma. Or if you're yeah, more like, into like softer jazz m- music. She's such a great musician. Because I was going to say, you know, and you, you made a comment earlier uh, when we were prepping. You were like, I know you don't like Lady Gaga, but. Yeah. The truth is, I actually adore her, love her. I got to see her. I say this every time and people are like, oh, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. I got to see her at um, Fine Line. Oh, okay. Wow. What? Liter- here's what happened. This nice, This was like Abby. serendipity. So, you know, she had her first album. Yeah. Pop, 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 poker face, pop, pop, poker face. Yeah. That one. Of course. 
And um, the gays were like obsessed with her, sure. right? Early adopters. Gays are very early adopters when it comes to pop music. So a friend introduced me to her and I was like, this is Lady Gaga. And I just fell in love with her because she's a drag queen. Let's be real. That's who she is. She took herself, puts on costumes, makeup, and sort of creates this character for herself. Absolutely. So I was all in. Mm-hmm. And um, then she... Was gonna she was gonna be here at Fine Line, but this was like right before that album sort of hit the mainstream. Wow! And Bradley. so it hits the mainstream in the lead up to the concert. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, we have to go see Lady Gaga!" But nobody could get tickets because you know it, they'd already been sold out. And Fine Line is tiny, right? Okay. And so I it it was the most amazing concert because it was literally you got to see somebody you knew was gonna like go places, but you were like feet. Oh from her, gosh. right? I'm so, so jealous. So it was just one of those moments where you're going to look back and wow. go, like, I got to see a little bit of special. Anyway, yeah. so I love that Lady Gaga. Then I sort of just, when everybody, and maybe you've had this experience where you love something and then everybody else loves it, and, and you're kind of like, like, oh, no, you mine. guys, that's not who she is. And then all the little monsters and things. And I was like, oh, for the love of God. Mm. Do we have, if, like, you know, we don't have to beat a dead horse here. Do you feel like um, put a wig on it? Did you see A Star Is Born? I have not seen A Star Is Born. So what I'm saying is, I have a troubled relationship, but I would be all in for this Vegas show. Um, The second one, the second part you described, really intrigues me because she is an amazing singer. She really, unlike a lot of pop stars who you know can act and uh, look the part and lip sync the part. I mean, she's the real deal when it comes to being a musician. Yeah, she really is. And she has great training. She can play the piano and just her vocal range is incredible. I, you know, did you I, see Star is Born? I did. And uh, the reason why I asked you that is because I wondered if the story in A Star is Born sort of models her real life oh, part of it because okay. she does become a pop star in the movie and she starts out a very pure artist and then is sort of like turns into this very poppy thing where she has to do these stupid songs and put on a whole persona. Oh, yeah. Sounds interesting. Kind of like, oh, is this kind of like Lady Gaga? I mean, I know, of course, A Star is Born has been remade a thousand times, but I was always wondering if that kind of was her own experience, you know? Oh, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, Um, So this residency starts today. Today. Gosh, I wonder how much tickets are. Well, I was just clicking through. Okay. So let's say we wanted to go. When do you want to go? I have so many vacation days. I'm carrying over 80 hours of vacation. By the way, she told me this yesterday and I'm like, can you sell me some? (laughs) 80 hours, you guys. I never take vacation. Can we send Dawn on vacation? Oh, please. Oh, I'm just one day. Okay. I'm going to pick a day. Let's say, because it looks like um, we've got some December, January, February, and then it goes to June and Um, October. You want to go in winter time. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vegas, Vegas. But you what don't want to go it? too early. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because Vegas can get cold. What about Ooh, April? Night. I would say, well, there's no April. How about May 30th? Too late? February uh, 3rd. Uh, uh, it's either February or May. I can't afford February. Oh, <laughs> Let's go February. <laughs> yeah, we'll February. Let's just we'll see. Work we'll work it out. He's we'll going to pay out. for it. Okay, great. How okay. much? Uh, prices may Bitcoin fluctuate. Oop a doop. Okay. Whoa. Prices okay. may fluctuate. What? Okay. Yeah, what do you see? Okay. For two tickets. Yeah. Wait, is this per ticket? Oh my god. What is it? I'm three hundred and ninety. The cheapest price I can find here is three hundred and ninety-three dollars. That doesn't surprise me. There are thousand-dollar tickets. Sure. Wow. There are two thousand-dollar tickets. Wow. When I saw um, Britney, I swear it was like a hundred and something. Yeah, I saw Britney as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is Britney. I think it was like I think they were like eighty-eight dollars or something. Our Britney tickets. Oh my god. Well, so it's only rich people that are going to get to see her. (laughs) But now it doesn't say anything. Oh, yeah. It actually does say um, Lady uh, Gaga Jazz and Piano or Lady Gaga Enigma. So the date that I was giving you, that Mm -hmm. was Jazz and Piano. Okay. Now you should know it looks like, well, no, they look like they're both about the same. Okay. So So, that is one ticket. You don't get to see both shows. No. Like for the 300 whatever. You have to pick either show. Okay. Man. Wow, that's a lot. But I guess if you're a huge Lady Gaga fan, and if it's successful, which no doubt it will be, because, again, she's a star who's actually performing. She's not just sort of running through her, you know, like Mariah, you love Mariah, but uh, you're not going to get, you know, the best of. Yeah, she's just prancing around and being picked up by hot guys and carrying around the stage. Yeah, which is basically what happens to. Britney as well, which you still want to see. But um, again, maybe if the show is successful, it'll stay and you'll eventually get to see it. So do we we have any idea how long it goes? I have no idea. I mean, I'm panicking a little bit that I might miss the boat. You know what I mean? No, you won't. Okay. If you're meant to go. I am meant to go. Let's make it so. (laughs) She's got vacation. Yeah, I've got, I have so much. Let's get Dawn to Vegas, guys. Yes. (laughs) All right. Oh my God. Speaking of things we want to go see. Yes. Disney. Star Wars, the two together, a match made in heaven. Oh. Dawn's got the latest yes. on what we have to look forward to. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. After our quick trip to Vegas to see Gaga, we're headed south to Disney because, well, we're getting close to one of the most awesomest developments in uh, Disney history as far as I'm concerned. Good morning. You're listening to Jason Alexis in the morning. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Dawn McClain and Ryan Perpich, uh, otherwise known as Ryan Flarge. (laughs) By the way, Mrs. Waterman tweeted that uh, she's looking forward, Ryan, to your upcoming uh, series living flarge. <laughs> I love her. It's it's so a, it's a, it's not easy being flarge. You know, it's yes. not easy being flarge. Okay, yes. Disney and Star Wars, a combo that I can't wait. I have never been to Disney World. I've only been to Disneyland, ah! and I'm waiting because so I want to go to Disney. Okay, when Galaxy's it's called the Galaxy's Galaxy's Edge. Edge. It's a Star Wars theme park. Uh, it's 
opening its doors summer of 2019. Um, so if you want to book, oh my trip, God, hurry up! I know to that, it's going to be here before we know it. Um, and there have there's a video that's just been released, just showing you a snippet and how far they've developed it, and some of the rides and experiences that you can take. Um, it, it's going to open this summer for Disneyland. On the East Coast, Florida's version at Walt Disney World will open in the fall. I apologize. So if okay. you want to go to California to the lesser version of Disney. <laughs> and I went, uh, we were there just last year. I think it was last year. The year, No, I think it was last year. And um, you could see them working on it. Like you could see bits and pieces mm. poking out. Um, so it looks that, really cool. That got me really excited. Do we have a little, can we listen to a little yeah. bit of a, it's the trailer, right? Or Yeah, it's basically something that came out yesterday okay. showing about the attractions. Right. When people come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they experience it for the first time, that this place they're walking through and the characters they're seeing and the beasts and aliens and droids puts them in a position where they give themselves over to the moment, to the story, and play with us in the world of Star Wars. It will be jaw-dropping and incredibly emotional to walk into the land for the first time, to actually be standing there amongst the buildings, amongst the ships, and have this feeling that it is all real, that has been brought to life, and it is right there in front of you. It's overwhelming. Oh, God, I just want to go here. I'm watching the video. I'm listening to them talk. I'm getting very excited. The Millennium Falcon ride looks unbelievable. Um, it's one of those experiences where you get in what feels like a ship and because of, you know, the way they project on the screen, it feels sickness pills though. I oh, bet. really? Oh, yeah. I'm so lucky. I don't get sick. Oh God. I went yeah. on ga- a tower a galaxy, uh, with, uh, guardians of the galaxy, which is like a tower of terror ride. Yeah. I, I almost barfed. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. But anyway, I don't care. Yeah. All for Star Wars. Oh, my gosh. The only problem I have with this, whenever you, and we'll put a link on our show page, when you watch it, you're like, okay, that ride looks great. That ride looks awesome. I want to be able to walk about in this world, which you can on the outside, but as part of a game experience, I want to be able to be free, maybe have on a Stormtrooper costume and walk about, but you're inside of a floating capsule thing that's going through or or through you know what you're talking about is like you actually want to live in galaxy's edge (laughs) because i'm the same way and oh god but people are dumb there are morons out there that would get lost in the ride they would be off track doing other things you know they would not be able to they have to talking (coughs) you know distracting you i mean it it really is one of those things where uh, as an adult, I it would be nice if they just had, you know, an adult's day yeah. where you don't have to worry about the children. Plus, I was reminded. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Don't send me emails, please. No, I was reminded that, um, that uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that. And it, they have to move it along. There's so many people that will be waiting in line for these things. You can't just be freeform inside these experiences. Well, so I'm glad that you mentioned that because, Don, I think you also, like me and probably like a lot of us on my talk, we're mm-hmm. adult children. Oh, And we really sure. just want to live and make believe all day. Yeah. And I, for you, like, in my head, I'm always like, I want to create, like, a place where you can go. Like, let's say you wanted to go to the 1980s. Mm-hmm. I want there to be a place where you could go and you just walk through the door and it's the 1980s, right? Or, you know, pick the experience, sure. the 1800s, uh, you know, or yeah. the, you know, like Elizabethan England, but not like Renaissance Festival experience where, you know, they do a great job, right? But again, there's limits. 
Like there's just too many opportunities because they have to accommodate like reality to a certain extent. Right. But wouldn't it be nice if there was just like a legitimate experience you could go to where you can just walk around? That's my thing with like games. You know, we were talking Mm -hmm. about uh, video games earlier. I just want to move around. I don't want to feel the pressure of having to kill somebody or do something. Oh, I just want to have the experience of like walking through. You want Westworld. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can we have that? Uh, <laughs> well, Did you go somewhere working coming. on that, yeah. do you think? I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I love the show Westworld because of that. You are walking about, you're you're interacting with what seems like humans, but they're such great robots that you can do anything and go on these adventures. That's the experience that we want, that we're looking towards, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And I want all the creature comforts of modern day. So, you know, I still want to have air conditioning and and climate control. And that's why I think I I will say, looking at the pictures of Galaxy's Edge, and again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about um, Disney's, you know, the addition of this theme park for Star Wars, where I think you're going to get a lot of look and feel. Like, so as you're walking around, you're getting a sense. It's kind of, I would imagine, I haven't been to Harry Potter World or right. whatever it's called. Um, have you been there? I have not. Um, I get the impression it's going to be kind of like that, where, you know, uh, the facade of everything is is very, yes. you know, lifelike and you feel like you're a part of something. But all you have to do is then look down and you see all of these, you know, people schlepping around in there. Right. Flip flops and <laughs> right. you know, screaming children. And then there's like a Starbucks. Like when we went to Disneyland and you're inside the, you know, the Starbucks, even though it's like old timey Starbucks, it's just weirdly <laughs> <Yeah>. disconcerting. <laughs> but it would be it it would be fun if like start to finish, like you had to put out an outfit. Yeah. Very much like Westworld, obviously. But yes, yeah. I used to work at a theme park that is always 100 years in the past. It's called Silver Dollar City in Branson. Oh, <clears throat> so they do, you know. I mean, it's a great theme park. It's one of the best theme parks in the Midwest. Really? It has amazing roller coasters. Um, it's Silver one of the biggest, Dollar City. It's hmm. one of the biggest attractions. I worked in the saloon show. Um, of course you did. So I, I just a, feel like, do, you, were you wearing like a, some, yes. like a corset <laughs> with your Yeah, this was during college. Pushed up? Yes. So uh, yeah, I was a theater and I dance major. I can see major. you. Did you have feathers? Like yes, a, feathery a whole thing? saloon girl outfit. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they a don't bustle. do this anymore because they've gotten more um, family friendly. Mm. But this was in 1990, let's see, uh, five. Okay. So I would sell garters off my legs on oh. the street of this oh. theme park. It was a part of like you can get a garter off my leg and oh. like, but they don't do that anymore because they became more family friendly. Oh, no. I mean, it was always family friendly, but this is a different level of like yeah. they're very Christian. The people that own the sure. park. I mean, know. it's Branson. Exactly. Ryan so they're like, that's yes, yes, Ryan. How much do gu- used garters go for? <laughs> used. <laughs> I mean, they're just like little sexy. You know, I think they were definitely oh under I just $10. feel like there was like, was there a guy named like, you know, Charles who would just randomly show up every Tuesday to get one of your garters? <laughs> no, it and was... be like, could you run around a little bit before you get me one of them <laughs> yeah, garters? Lift up your skirt so I can take a garter off. You're like, yeah. kind of like at a wedding. Uh, right. But anyway, and then I would also there were other. Um, there's like a train that goes through so there was a train robbery with horses like uh, my boyfriend was one of the train robbers and i would you know (laughs) the train would come through and then they would ride up on horses and rob the train they've got a oh my god they have a a showboat this showboat branson bell yes that's a whole city showboat branson that's a whole separate attraction of that same it's not within the theme park but the theme park is really fun because they have glass blowing um they have uh 
a, a blacksmith. You know, the food is unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Wow. If you ever go to Branson, you have to go to Soul Roller City. They also have huge... campground and cabins and RVs. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But it's a huge destination in Branson, and I've that always was wanted to really go. To Branson's fun. on my bucket list, Ryan. Yeah. I would love to go to Branson. Are you guys going to go together? More, more so than no, Vegas. I'm just saying, because I know we've talked, Don and I have talked about Branson before because it's it's been something on my bucket list. Yeah. They have a Lawrence Welk show. Oh, yeah. For right? Sure. I'm obsessed. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. if they would have casinos, I would be there yeah, every they don't. weekend. It's, it's very, you know, yeah. it's a religious yeah. area. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Bible. Belt. I mean, that's where, what's his name, sells his um, <clears throat> emergency buckets for the end times. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, uh, Jim Baker. Jim Baker Remember has Jim a Baker, show there. Tammy Faye? He does not like me. Oh, God, we have to tell that story. <laughs> well, Can we tell that story? I've never heard it. We must. Do you want to tell that story? Uh, well, I did a radio show, of course, right up the road, which is in the listening area uh, in Springfield, Missouri. That's where I'm... Will you... Mm-hmm. Will you hold on to that yeah, and then we'll sure. tell it on the other side of yeah. this break? I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, I don't know where you're comfortable going or not going, Dawn. But oh, sure. When we come back, oh my God, you're going to hear the best story ever. So <laughs> I know we've got some really amazing celebrity stories for you later in the show. But first, we're going to hear about Dawn being attacked by Jim Baker. Oh, my. Right here on My Talk 107. Why was televangelist Jim Baker attacking our very own Dawn McClain? Find out in mere moments on the best radio show in town. It's Jason and Alexis in the morning. Uh, in for Jason, I'm Bradley Trainer uh, and Alexis as well because uh, they're both out enjoying the rest of the holidays. Dawn McClain, yes. obviously doing uh, her radio best as per usual mm. and helping us uh, struggle through the morning. <laughs> Ryan yeah. Purpich, otherwise known as Ryan Flarge. He's oh. Flarge and in charge. Oh my God, that should be the name of your radio Flarge show. Flarge and in charge. It's Flarge and in charge with Ryan Flarge. Oh 11 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> p.m. on Sundays sounds about right. Uh, or 2 to 4 a.m. Uh, Dawn, yes. I, I tease the fact that you had been uh, verbally attacked, assaulted, if you will, <laughs> mm. by one, uh, n- by none other mm. than former televangelist. Well, technically, I think you could still call him a televangelist. Absolutely. And uh, former owner, founder, and uh, creator of PTL with Tammy Faye Baker, uh, somebody who I've been obsessed with my whole life. Mm. How did this all happen? Well, he does, a, uh, he does a show in Branson now, believe it or not, after he got out of prison, which, by the way, he was in... Uh, the Federal Medical Center in Rochester, Minnesota. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, when he had his meltdown. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. So he was found guilty on all 24 counts of uh, conspiracy, wire, wire fraud. Of course, Jessica Hahn back in the day con- uh, accused him of rape when she was a church secretary. That being said, he did admit to a lot of his faults and everyone deserves to be forgiven. Oh, for sure. I would like to preface that yeah, no, by saying absolutely. that, which I always did when I spoke about him on my morning radio show. Um, I did like to point out that he was going a little off the rails with his end of days stuff. Yeah, so this is something that um, we on our show have talked about. I don't know how much we've talked about it on the air, but off the air, um, Holly and Colleen and I both have been obsessed with his, uh, I forget what they call them, something like like end of survival, times survival buckets. Yeah, they're they, buckets of, of food. They basically sell a bunch of this dehydrated uh, prepper food. Mm-hmm. So like you've heard of preppers, mm-hmm. right, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. These are people who uh, are hoarding food and supplies and resources uh, should, you know, the world go to crap. And some of them are religious. Some of them are just sort of, you know. Right. Uh, 
some of them are like, uh, what do you call it? Doomsday Off the peppers. grid people. Mm-hmm. Some some just think that yeah, you know, fine. there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. Well, I, he has a ministry uh, and, and like a show where all they do is, you know, talk about whatever religious thing and then try to get people to buy these uh, kits of giant buckets filled with dehydrated food, which cost hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Right. And it's basically like slop that you would see on Big Brother. It literally oh. is slop. And there's some great video footage of them oh. com- like making these buckets of food yeah. and them eating them and talking about how amazing they are. So I like to point out that, uh, you know, I like to say that he, you know, should be forgiven and hopefully forgiven for this new scam that he has, which is basically scaring people into buying this food. I mean, it's just another racket that he's oh, running. Oh, for here. sure. It's, it, I mean, I, I don't want to say genius. It's sort of like <laughs> I can't evil believe that genius. people believe him again. <laughs> That's the thing. And like, but the, you know what? To each their own. So you were talking about this on your radio show. I was show. talking about it and um, sharing some some audio of his show and stuff like that. Um and, you know, we were just talking about the prepper food and stuff. And so we, over a week's period of time, would check in and see what he was doing on his show. We so got a cease and desist. Him. Yeah, from him. And then he talked about me in particular. So you got a cease and desist letter from, like, his attorney? Mm-hmm. And what did it say? Like, well, just our down, station. Like, you're not supposed to, don't, you can't. I mean, at the time, we were sort of probably not supposed to be playing audio of his voice on oh, our show. So sure. that was where we made a mistake. So we stopped doing that and continued to talk about him. <laughs> he called me evil. He said that I was the devil's child. And I used to like, have audio of Like, where is he talking about? On his show, that, that this is the exact kind of evil that can lure kids into, you know, the music we play, because I was playing Top 40 music. So he was criticizing that and that I was the child of the devil wow. and I was inviting evil in and I was like, he's talking what about a, me. What yes. an endorsement. Yes. I was going to wow. say, please, you know, on your website, yeah. on your, your curriculum yeah. vitae, if you will, please put in quotes, child of the devil, yeah. quote unquote, Don McClain. Wow. Jim, you know, courtesy yeah. Jim Baker. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he just was like, but, Ryan, you know, can you get man. some audio of him? <laughs> um, should we? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, his wife, had, by the way, because, you know, so Tammy Faye Baker, of course, Tammy Faye. Um, and I've got a story for you on that. This is so, so delightful. If you're just joining us, Jason Alexis in the morning, Dawn uh, was called the child of the devil by Jim <laughs> Baker, former TV evangelist, mm. uh, televangelist. And, um, you know, his first wife, of course, Tammy Faye. And what gay man is not obsessed with Tammy Faye or wasn't in the 80s? I mean, right. remember the Saturday Night Live sketch? Uh, who was that? Was it Jan Hooks that did? I think like so. the crying and the mm. like the because oh her mascara. Gosh. So if you don't know Tammy Faye, if you're under the age of let's say what thirty thirty five, you probably don't know too much about Tammy Faye. But she was essentially um, she was just like the a God's gift to to gay men and drag queens. I mean, she had you know giant hair, tricked out makeup. They just put that you know she'd fire up that spackle gun and just plaster her face. Mm. Um, and uh, she was larger than life. And after their marriage went south, obviously, because he went to prison, she sort of like she was one of those people that just kept on going. She was like the Energizer Bunny. Remember, she had a TV show, yes. she had a, a talk show with none other than, um, oh, I can't remember his name from Too Close for Comfort. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You mean the neighbor upstairs? Yeah. Oh, my. What was gosh. his name? Oh, he was always on Hollywood Jim- Squares. Jim something. Yeah. We'll get that. We'll get mm-hmm. there. You guys, thanks to Google. But anyway, she had this talk show. Um, 
Then she became Tammy Faye Mesner. Mm. And then sadly, she passed away uh, all too soon. Um, but in that regard, do you know that we have a local angle? We've got uh, a hometown story about those two. Oh, what? they had a ministry okay. right here in Minneapolis, in downtown no. Minneapolis. This was back in the day, probably like in the 60s. Um, and they did puppet. They, they had like puppets. They did like kids shows with puppets like Puppet and ministry. told Bible stories. Oh. And um, I think they went on to do that uh, like after Jim J. Bullock, Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. 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 That's who she did the show, the the, the, the show uh, with. Yeah. But the, uh, the theater downtown Minneapolis, it, it used to be called the Loring theater. Okay. They had bought it and turned it into a church. And so they would uh, hold uh, church services and that's an, in that church, I actually had a friend who uh, worked for that theater for a brief time when it sort of changed hands and they were trying to breathe life back into this theater downtown. It's where Triple Espresso used to be. I think it's okay. called the Music Box Theater. Okay. And yeah. um, they uh, they tried to breathe life into the theater. So they were doing all sorts of events and they would do like a haunted house through the, the theater. And in the basement of the theater, so I got to go is wow. what I'm saying. I got to go in the basement. This is long after Jim and Tammy uh-huh, Faye. Like okay. they're doing their thing in I the was 60s. Like, I can't then believe they would do a haunted no, house. Then they moved that's on so, and did their own thing. Devil worship. Yeah. But, but when my uh, <laughs> friend started working for them, like in the 2000s, they were trying to breathe life back into it. They had a haunted house and they would bring you downstairs. Uh-huh. And downstairs, uh, in the basement area, in the rooms, they still had these Bible murals everywhere oh. from the Jim and Tammy Faye days that would tell like the tales of, you know, the different Bible stories. Wow. And so it was just the most random and bizarre um, sort of confluence of personalities. Yeah. It's our own little piece of the Jim and it Tammy says Faye they story. went to North Central Bible College in Minneapolis. That's where they met as students. Yeah, in nineteen, they married in nineteen sixty one. Does it so, say anything about them um, opening a ministry in downtown play Minneapolis? The accordion, blah blah blah. Um, hmm. Uh, it kind of skips forward to the seven hundred club after that early work. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't know that story, and now you you've been wondering what Jim is up to, you need to uh, just YouTube Jim Baker buckets. <sighs> buckets of food. You'll be there are a lot of montages out there that thank God for the Internet people have put together of, um, you know. Oh, yeah. We should put some of those. We'll tweet some of those out if you follow us <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Don't because they're absolutely come after delightful. Us or my talk. But um, <clears throat> no, he um, listen, I think he I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think that he has never, ever been able to be his true self. And so he has to put on this. And now to make money, he has to put on these airs of, you know, this is who I am, you know, like a lot of celebrities do. But he's a little bit different. Why do you think it is that people because the people that are buying this stuff and paying Mm -hmm. attention to him, they know where he came from. I know. But they're all about forgiveness because it's the Christianity. You know, it's like everybody deserves to be forgiven. Which is good. Those are all good things. I totally believe in. I don't know if attacking somebody personally on Calling them the child of the devil. I mean, I kind of was making fun of him but you know yeah but I, I aren't you supposed to like turn the other cheek yeah not call them devil spawn yeah <laughs> that i was entering evil into children's hearts with the terrible music i play and the oh, things i gotta I talk find about. this <laughs> we're gonna find if this you can find oh, that my. oh my oh my god gosh. that audio would be i delightful. used to have it but it was so many years ago and then i lost a zip drive with you know with it on there but yeah 
Okay, we'll find it. Well, if we don't, we'll at least find some audio and push mm. it out on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, if you want to see some video, I should say, of his shows. Uh, and m- who knows? Maybe you'll be interested in buying some of his buckets. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. Hey, if you want to, go some, ahead. You know, you should get a cut. Yeah. All right. When we come back, thank you for that very fascinating <laughs> yeah, story, right. Dawn. We're going to check in on Mark Wahlberg's abs. <gasps> yeah. And find out what Ryan thought of Bird Box. Ooh, it's Ooh, right here on My Talk 1071. Good morning.